Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Temper Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60 month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. So we're going to talk some Titans tonight. That's the Steelers' opponent Sunday, and we're going to bring in a guy that knows a whole lot about Pittsburgh and a whole lot about Tennessee, and that's John Burton. Works uh, in Nashville, Nashville Sports Radio, and uh, does TV work down there as well. Spent a long time here in Pittsburgh, including here at the Fan. John, how are you tonight? I'm doing good, man. It's great to talk to you. And I, I covered that Joe Nedney, uh, Joe Nedney uh, flop game back in the day for uh, Channel 4. So uh, I remember that game very well. So uh, I, I'm 33, and I was, uh-huh. I believe, 16 at the time or maybe a little younger. I'm not sure. I, I can't remember the year exactly. But uh, I was at a at a dance when that happened, and we were listening <laughs> to the game on the radio and we thought the Steelers had won. All, all of you know, all the guys were over in the corner listening to the radio. I, this makes it sound like I grew up in like the 1950s, but we were listening to the radio, listening to the game, and we heard that the Steelers had won, and we all celebrated, and we ran back over to the dance, and then later on we found out that, in fact, the Steelers had lost, and when we got home we realized it, and the next week at school was a whole lot of frustration. But... <laughs> You were there for it, huh? Was it a flop? Was it a legitimate flop? Uh, you know what? The statute of limitations is, is long past. I would have to label that a flop. Dwayne Washington did make contact with him, but uh, looked like Nedney did a little acting job there, and uh, you know the refs bought it. So you know, as a former professional wrestler, it's all about selling the move. So if you can sell the move, and Nedney did that night, and uh, Titans escaped with a win. I just remember that game because. The Titans uh, jumped out to a, to a 14-0 lead. They were clicking, and then all of a sudden, Casey Hampton went helmet-to-helmet helmet with Eddie George and literally just knocked him out, Yeah, knocked him out of the game. And that, that allowed them, you know, they couldn't control the game with their, with their offensive line and their running game anymore, and that allowed uh, Tommy Maddox and co. to uh, stage a comeback. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was an exciting game, playoff game. Um, you know, it was a great crowd that night. I remember it was really cold that night, yeah. but, uh, one of the, one of the more exciting Steeler games that I covered in a, in a long line of them. Yeah, absolutely. That was, uh, an amazing part of what I think has been actually become a, a nice little rivalry between the Steelers and the Titans. Uh, John Tennessee's coming off a 20 to nothing win Sunday against Jacksonville. Jacksonville is just kind of a dumpster fire right now of an organization, but is there, uh, after a couple of losses for Tennessee, uh, is that an encouraging thing to see them come out and, and play a pretty good ball game, even though it is against a bad team? 
Yes and no. I think defensively they played extremely well. You know, they got the shutout. They hadn't had a shutout since 2018. They hadn't had a shutout at home since 2000. So for the defense, uh, a defense that was terrible last year, to get a shutout on anybody is good for them. They got after Trevor Lawrence. They sacked him three times. They intercepted him four times. Why Urban Meyer kept him out there late in the fourth quarter uh, to get teed off on, I'll never know. But that's, you know, like you said, the Jags are a dumpster fire and, and, uh, and and Urban Meyer is pouring gasoline on that. <laughs> Offensively, they left a lot of meat on the table. You know, they only got three points off those four turnovers off of Trevor Lawrence. They had trouble moving the ball, uh, but for their first uh, opening drive touchdown, they struggled in the red zone. Uh, their passing game was a little off, and Tannehill took a lot of hits in that game. I think he got hit like ten times. He got sacked a bunch. So, you know, you're happy to get the win, especially coming off a bye and then two straight losses before the bye. You know, you get to that ninth win. It clinches a sixth straight winning season for this Titans organization. So they're happy about that. But, you know, from where I sit, there are still concerns about this offense without Derrick Henry and without a healthy Julio Jones and A.J. Brown. So what's the story now with Derrick Henry? Because it sounds like there's some optimism that he could make it back in time for the postseason now. Yeah, if you go by what Rap Sheet uh, reported, you know, there is a lot of optimism that Henry is working his way back, could be back by the end of the regular season or uh, in time for the playoffs. You know, uh, according to that report, if it got to be a win and in situation on the final day of the regular season at Houston for the Titans, although it doesn't appear that's going to be the case, it looks like they're going to win their division. Um, you know, he could be available for that. So, you know, for the Titans, their big thing is try to get that number one seed and, and get the bye. You know, right now they're tied for the best record in the AFC with New England, but New England holds the tiebreak edge over them, uh, having beat them head to head. So they're hoping the Colts can do them a solid actually on Saturday and they can take care of business Sunday in Pittsburgh and take over that top spot in the AFC, which would give Derrick Henry even more time to get back and get ready to, to go for the playoffs. So, uh, you know, all signs point to Derrick Henry being back and available for the playoffs, which I didn't think would be the case when, when this injury was first, you know, reported. Uh, I covered the game in Indianapolis when he got hurt and it just, I didn't see any way a guy that big with a lower body injury would be able to recover but apparently the rehab has been going extremely well and uh yeah by all by all accounts the Titans do expect him back in time for the playoffs yeah and he's obviously a, a massive difference maker when he can get on the field John I'm curious what's the opinion in Nashville of Ryan Tannehill he had two really good seasons I would say even great seasons in a row hasn't been as good this year has been very average 14 touchdowns 13 picks and not a guy that gets a ton of uh, national love I don't think either despite the fact that he had two excellent seasons what's Nashville's opinion what's the Titans fan base opinion of Ryan Tannehill are they sold on this guy being you know a long-term franchise quarterback for them Uh, I think opinions are mixed on Ryan Tannehill here in Nashville, um, to be honest with you. Um, A lot of people still feel like he's the benefit of Derrick Henry and and a a really good running game, and he's able to make plays with play action off of that. But, you know, you look at – you mentioned it, how he's played since he took over as a starter halfway through the 2019 season when Marcus Mariota got benched. You know, I always say about him, you know, he may not be a top five quarterback, but at times he can play like one. The biggest thing right now is the turnovers. You know, you mentioned the 13 interceptions and, you know, the offense as a whole turning the ball over. The two games before the bye uh, with losses to the Texans and the Patriots, you know, the Titans turned the ball over nine times and had zero takeaways. And you know this as well as I do. You're not going to beat anybody. I don't care who you're playing. If you're going to turn the ball over that many times. And, you know, he's not been known as a high interception guy, but he has had that 
uh, be the case this year. And I think a lot of it has to do with working with a lot of inexperienced receivers due to injury. You know, Julio Jones has missed a lot of time. A.J. Brown has missed a lot of time. He's still on IR. He's not eligible to come off IR, so he will not play Sunday against the Steelers. And you're thrown to a lot of guys that haven't had a lot of experience and a lot. And this passing game, Todd Downing's passing game, the OC, you know, is based on a lot of rhythm, a lot of throwing to a spot, expecting the receiver to be there, hot routes, that kind of thing. And a lot of times, you know, Tannehill, is, especially under pressure, is thrown to a spot. And, you know, if a guy's not there, a lot of times it gets picked. So um, I think the feeling is for a lot of people here in Nashville that Tannehill is a capable quarterback. Is he capable of, you know, going to an AFC championship game and beating a Patrick Mahomes or, 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 or beating a, you know, whoever, an Aaron Rodgers in a Super Bowl situation or something like that. And the jury's still kind of out on that. It's one of those things where it feels like everything on offense has to be right for Tannehill to be effective. But if it is, you know, he, he's capable of, of moving the ball and scoring a lot of points. Talking with John Burton, who spent a long time. How, how long were you in Pittsburgh, John? Eleven and a half years. Wow! And you've been in Nashville probably that amount of time too now. It, Getting close to be, it. It'll be it'll be ten years this spring. And wow. uh, yeah, I was actually uh, I believe I was maybe the third voice her ever heard on ninety three seven the fan. Wow. I would say the second voice, but Colony gets mad when I say that because he came up. You know, you know how Jimmy is. So he did the update, and then it was me, Paul Alexander, and so it was the three of us. We were the original uh, fan morning show, and so. Obviously, with you know Colin Dunlap and Chris Mack, it's taken a, a quite a downturn. No, I'm just kidding. I love I love those guys, man. Shout out, guys. I hope I hope everybody's well there. So yeah, it's uh it's great to be uh it's great to be back on the Pittsburgh Airways. Great to be back on ninety three seven The Fan. That place uh, was really good to me when I needed it. Yeah, I'm sure Colony right now is is tweeting at you at, at this oh, yeah. very oh, yeah. moment about trying to to snub him from his. Gonna, Second appearance. Light me up on Twitter, right? <laughs> as we speak, you're right. <laughs> hey, John, how's uh, how's things going with Bud Dupree? Obviously, they gave him a huge deal, but he can't seem to get on the field, and and that obviously was a big part of the reason why I think he's not back in Pittsburgh too. He just you know got hurt that final year, and and with that, I think the Steelers maybe weren't all that comfortable paying him big money. Not that they had a lot of money to work with, anyways, but uh, it just is there some disappointment there just with the fact that he hasn't been able to to get on the field, and when he has been out there, how has he looked? He's had his moments, but the, the, they've been few and far between. And yeah, it's been a bit of a disappointment. You know, like you said, they paid big money to get this guy off a of free agency, and he's coming off that major knee injury last year. And by his own admission, he said he probably tried to come back a little bit too fast because you know he felt the pressure of being a big money free agent. You know, uh, this team struggled mightily to, to put pressure on the quarterback last year, and that's a big reason why he's here. And he hasn't been able to get out there and perform. And so you know, there he's. You know, he's eligible to come off IR, and, you know, he could be available for Sunday, but Vrabel was definitely noncommittal when he talked about whether or not he'll be available. It's, you know, he talked about progress day-to-day and stuff like that. But, you know, at the time, it seemed like a great signing for the Titans, you know, a, a, a young edge rusher still in his prime to compliment guys like Harold Landry and, and some of the other and, – and Derek Roverson and some of the other edge rushers uh, that this team has. Because, like I said, this team was terrible at getting after the quarterback last year. They were terrible – uh, at getting off the field on third down, and you know he was supposed to be the difference maker. And you know the, the you know the two biggest offseason acquisitions were Bud Dupree and Julio Jones. And unfortunately for the Titans, both have missed a lot of time due to injury. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it was what a second and fourth round pick that they gave up for Julio Jones, and then the big money 
that they gave up, certainly, to get a guy that we know well here in Pittsburgh and Bud Dupree. John, I appreciate it. Paul Alexander told me to tell you hi. He was the one that uh, passed along your number, and I'm glad that we can make this work. And uh, have fun watching the game on Sunday. It's always uh, great to have you back on the fan. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'll be in Pittsburgh for the game, and and for selfish reasons, I'm really looking forward to possibly seeing Ben Roethlisberger play in person for the last time. You know, I was I was I was in town when he was drafted, and I got the first live interview with him when he reported to camp and signed his contract. So mm. it's going to be a lot of fun on Sunday. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, it comes full circle, I think, uh, in, in a way. There, John, what's the spot you got to go to when you come back in Pittsburgh? Oh, man. Oh, geez. Uh, hey, Southside, Ruggers Pub. I used to play for the Pittsburgh Rugby Club, and uh, my club owns a bar right there on the south side on 22nd Street. So I definitely – I think I still have pictures uh, up on the wall, so I'll definitely have to visit those guys and, uh, you know, a couple spots on the north side where I'll be where I'll be hanging out and staying. So, yeah, anywhere and everywhere. You know, I, uh, I, I, was, <laughs> I was the king of Carson Street when I lived in Pittsburgh, <laughs> so it would be, be, be good to get back. I'm sure you had some competition for that, but uh, I, I – I, I won't argue with you on it. John, appreciate it. Have a great night, and uh, enjoy your trip up here to Pittsburgh on Sunday. Thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate you. All right, thanks. That's John Burton. You can follow him on Twitter. John Burton 32 uh, is his handle, and again, he covers the Titans and Nashville sports. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.